We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Steven, great jump cut, 45 feet. Sees a hole, burst through it, 20. Side steps, a tackle, runs left, 25, still on his feet, 10. 46-yard goal by number 39. Running back, number 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker, a high school quarterback, he's got a throw. The fake is on it, he's got a first down to Stephen Bailey. Mike Jones made the tackle, and the Rams have won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Rams Talk Radio with Derek C. Apollo and Michael Stewart. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek C. Apollo with my co-host, my partners in crime, Tommy Avance, former LA Rams defensive back, Michael Stewart, to preview the Baltimore Ravens. Should be a um, fun one, guys. A fun one. Hopefully it's a fun one. Tommy? Mike? What's up? Hey, what's up, dudes? It should be a fun one. Um, Good afternoon. Halfway sarcastic. Good afternoon. Or good evening. Good afternoon. Good evening. (laughs) And good night. (laughs) Totally good night. Yes, sir. Oh man. Well, as Cody Rhodes, as as Cody Rhodes likes to say, what do you want to talk about? Uh, Well, (laughs) I want to talk about this game, but I can't avoid the inevitable that I. I'm basically living the life of an old man, guys. Old man. Come home today after last night's escapades in Columbus to see the Kings play. And the old man came home at 4 o'clock and crashed. Nighty night. Old man slept until Tommy here called me and woke me up because I was late to record the podcast. Hey man, at our age, we're the same. We're the we're the same age, dude. So I knew, I knew what you did last night. I knew what you had to do today. So I was pretty sure 
you were asleep because you weren't answering your text messages. And boy, was I right. Because when I called you and you picked up, you're like, (laughs) yep. (laughs) Hey, so Derek falls asleep after going to a hockey game. He went to a Kings game in Columbus last night, you know, four hour round trip, went to school today, did his job teaching the kids how to do their taxes and came home and took a nap. When you're in your mid forties, that's just what you do. Full disclosure, I was at the game on Sunday and I, I've been under the weather for six weeks, thought I was a hundred percent, not quite drank my beers at the tailgate, got into the stadium, got into my seat and within Probably five minutes of the first quarter, I was nodding off. <laughs> I've never fell asleep in a sporting event in my life. That's how exhausted I've been over the last six weeks with all the health issues that everyone knows my family's been going through and whatnot. So, yeah, that's what old people do. They fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and, yet, and yet, here's Mike, the oldest of all of us in this conversation. He's like, wow. Yeah, yeah. you're laughing at us. He's laughing, laughing at, at us, us, youngsters. Yeah. He's like, you guys are soft. You guys got to, you know, get your ginkgo and a couple mixtures of some potatoes and some grits and you'll be good to go. Potatoes, Dude, I was, I was rock star energy at halftime and <laughs> I was kicked back into high gear. I was good for the second half. <laughs> oh, yeah. On the way home, I'm pumping down Monster. For sure. Yeah, it was, it was brutal. Whew. So, the blood's flowing. Ready to go. Here we go. Rams, Ravens. Before we get there, let's hear from our sponsor. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. All right. So, last word, prize picks, Daily Fan Sports Platform, they are the top one right now in the U.S. And the reason why is they are doing some great things, some excellent things. On so basketball season here, you can even do things like combine your football and basketball with their specials league. So this is a league specifically created for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at 10 half point combo, three points man receptions, and bam, you can take that bet. You want to play alongside the price picks favorite players like rapper, uh, rapper Meek Mill or comedian Andrew Scholes. Well, guess what? Now you have a community place uh, under the Promote tab of the app to actually see what they're picking, and you can pick alongside them. And, man, the biggest frustrating thing for me being a fancy football guy, a fancy, fancy basketball guy, all those things is players getting hurt. They will wreck your fancy season. Well, Price does not let that happen. They have a reboot policy, and this reboot policy says that your entries stay alive in play, even if one of your players gets hurt for football and basketball games. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half and has not returned the second, that player is rebooted. So PricePix is the only DFS platform, the DFS sports platform, that has an injury insurance policy. And I can tell you the honest truth, when the other night, when Christian Kirk went down or hurt he, during the Jags game, you can go on social media and you can see all the people complaining to these other sports books saying, hey, make my guy disqualify this. Re- redo it. And there are people across the board saying, well, guess what? Here at PricePix, that's exactly what they do. So you want to be part of the action? We'll go to go to prizepicks.com forward slash Ramstalk. Use the code Ramstalk for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. One more time, go to prizepicks.com forward slash Ramstalk and use code Ramstalk for a first deposit match up to $100 and you can get in on the action. Try it. Prizepicks, Daily Fan Sports made easy. All right, guys. Rams, Ravens. This is a tough one, I think, for us to have a conversation about on one end because we know the outcome on this is is uh, probably inevitable. But yet, the Rams are coming off a game where they really showed their stuff, especially in the second half over Cleveland. That And you never know, maybe. You never know. Maybe. Tommy, is there a chance here? So you're saying there's a chance, buddy. Um, After watching the tape back, because I was at the game, and when you're at the game, it's just not the same. So I watched it back. On on, Yeah, and I wasn't asleep, too. That didn't help either. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh, I love it. There's nothing better when you can make fun of yourself for doing something like that. It's great. Uh, the guys were, that were sitting next to me, all the guys that we hang out with on Twitter, and they were elbowing me, Tommy, are you seriously asleep? I'm like, yeah, dude, don't tell nobody my glasses are on. <laughs> but when I did watch the game back on television this week, what I did notice is, and obviously we saw the press conference where Matt Stafford was just raving, um, about the offensive line play and rightfully so because they played lights out against one of the best defensive front sevens in the league and have, and seeing that gave me a glimmer of hope in this game. If they can duplicate that offensive line performance and slow down the Ravens rushing attack, 
with especially their rookie Keaton Mitchell. That kid, I I scouted him a lot last year because I was scouting a lot of you know running backs, and boy, is he fast! I mean, lightning speed, four two type guy. And I I was like, and then when I saw the Ravens draft him, I'm like, of course, of course they did. This is that's what they do. They grab these. These little gems, and they put them to work right away. And as soon as he started getting his hands on the ball this year, I was like, wow, this is not good. They drafted some speedsters, you know, Keaton Mitchell and Zay Flowers, you know. They got some speed out there. Um, They're hard to defend. So we got to stop their running game, obviously. And play, got to get a pass rush, got to get Lamar moving around a little bit. It's hard. I mean, you go back and we we talked about this, you know, multiple times that Lamar Jackson in his career is 18 and 1 versus the NFC. So I went and took a peek at not just, you know, that they win a lot versus the NFC, but they win big. Okay? So they only played 3 NFC teams this year um so far. And the regular season. And they were all in a row, actually, which is kind of odd. They played Detroit first, October 22nd, and they smoked the Lions 38 to 6. They went to Arizona the very next week on October 29th, and Arizona gave them a hard time. And they beat Arizona 31 to 24. The very next week, they played the Seahawks, and they smashed the Seahawks 37 to 3. Point being is almost every score, if you go back and look at those 18-1 record against the NFC, the teams that, you know, the games that they won, more than not, they smoke the NFC team, just like they smoked us in 2019 in the Coliseum, and I was there to watch it, okay? And that team was a much better Rams team than it is now, and this Ravens team is a much better team than that Ravens team. Makes me a little nervous. I'm not. I've never been one to to play this game with all. Oh, he's eighteen and one versus this and one. I'm usually like, no, we're just going to play the game on the field. But looking at the track record and not only the W's but how they've won is what makes me nervous in this game. So the keys for me is the Rams' offensive line play and our defensive line um, getting pressure and stopping the run. If we could do those two things, we could we could do make some noise in this game. But it's not looking good. It's going to be tough. What about you, Mike? Well, <clears throat> I got to go with uh, agreeing to a lot of what you're saying. But I, I just look at some of the odd things that, that, you know, and maybe these are older Ravens teams. But what we do know is that if you can at least maybe get up by three points or maybe a touchdown, Sometimes Lamar Jackson will try to start doing too much, and that creates turnover opportunities. Fumble, he's spinning out of a tackle, he's trying to force a ball in. So that's kind of my only hope for them is if somehow we can be up a few points, a touchdown, maybe 10 at some point, and he starts trying to make too much happen we got a chance to maybe get some more turnovers. Now, oddly enough, there's a guy named Odell Beckham Jr. that's playing there. And 
though he finally got a touchdown, I think a few weeks back, this is kind of one of those games Lamar gets off to the side when they're, you know, going out to eat on a Thursday. Hey, Odell, I know you want to show these dudes, hey, we're going to do a little extra this week. So that kind of bothers me in that you have a former Ram who a lot of people felt should have been here. They didn't want to take the chance on, you know, I guess signing him since he got hurt again. Uh, but I would imagine he 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 should have a little bit of a chip a little bit on his shoulder. And Lamar may be the guy to help him do a few things. So uh, I'm going to swing it to you, Derek, because you've always kind of mentioned a little bit about, you know, the Rams secondary. Is it? Coach Morris, or is it just inexperienced in the secondary? It seems like we play a lot of cushion. So what are your thoughts on just overall, you know, Odell Beckham against our secondary? I think that, I mean, you're, you're open a can of worms there because that's, that is a debate. Is it, is it what kind of worms? Is it for deep sea fishing or bass fishing? Well, um, for... <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to our Rams fan base, about a chunk of them, in this case, would be uh, more than this is like ravenous zombie fishing, because this this is where it evokes the emotion with you know a, civil, a group of people within our base who are adamant that Raheem Morris is doing a horrible job, and that you know that they they I mean, the Rams need to fire him and go find somebody else, and so on and so forth. Mm. And I'm, I'm a, I mean, you're just there is this sect of it. Just go into our some of our Rams Facebook groups, a few places, and in, in uh, on Rams social media, and that is what we're seeing in these little kind of these little pockets. And I, I just profusely disagree with them, not because I think that, not because I love Raheem Morris or anything. There's been stretches as the team's defensive coordinator where he's done a fantastic job. And there are definitely been stretches where I've been like, dude, what are you calling? And but we've mm-hmm. talked about before. And that is, I, when you look at the personnel on this defense right now, you don't really have elite corners. You don't really have guys who are going to play man to man, at least not well, especially against a number one guy. So it, it's kind of hard to, to really judge. Raheem Morris on this year, and my from my point of view, I, he's limited in how he wants to scheme a game on the personnel that he has. You have young guys, you have you know a secondary that is highly suspect, and your linebackers aren't what you want really either. So, what can you do? You're not playing man, in other words. So, if Beckham can play up to his potential. Then there's a problem there, but you know we like the Pittsburgh game. You saw when their receivers finally were able to show out. They have two decent receivers that when they actually have the ball thrown to them, uh, they can show out. That's an example from that game. And now you have a guy by the name of Zay Flowers emerging in Baltimore. Remember that name, fast guy becoming that guy. You know that they can rely on to to get some good yak numbers and so on and so forth. You have a sec. You you have. A, a, you have a couple of receivers who are problems for your secondary. And that's what I'm thinking about here for this defense. The The Ravens are going to be able to attack this defense in pockets, especially because 
you have a quarterback, Lamar Jackson, who can run and really force the Rams uh, to adjust their zone. This is going to be really interesting to see. You know what's going to be a disgusting matchup is when (laughs) this is going to be so bad is when they run a wheel route with Keaton Mitchell and Michael Hoy drops into zone blitz coverage. Yeah. And, and don't hate, Oh, and don't they forget. better not do that. Oh, they better not do that. I'm going to say this name in t- this name too right now. I'm, I can tell you because this, he's being picked up left and right. You guys, again, you know that I'm knee deep in the fantasy sports. Um, Isaiah likely tied in for, for Baltimore. He's kind of the replacement stepping in for Mark Andrews and Mark Andrews out. There's a lot of buzz around him. He's not big like Andrews is, but he's fast. And when he did play for Andrews last year, he did a solid job. He's expected to get a full dose tomorrow. Watch that matchup for the Rams because there's speed there. I keep talking about this idea where this Rams team is not as athletic in certain areas. That's where the tight end position is you know, usually big and clunky. You have a faster tight end who can move across the middle, provides a whole new threat for you. And now there's speed that the Ravens haven't really had now there for a while. It's there. So uh, there are a lot of different problems. This Ravens offense presents the Rams. And that's why they would be favored. Yeah. Go look at my starting tight end this week in our Yahoo League. Is it likely? (laughs) It's likely him. Yep. Yep. I picked him up in a couple leagues. Absolutely. I needed a tight end and I looked on the waiver wire and I was like, oh, good Lord. Why do I have to like this matchup? But it is what it is. That was the that was the best matchup I saw. So I grabbed there, him. There's a lot of buzz around him because he performed well last year when, when Andrews was out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so uh, I, for our Rams case, by the way, I never root for fantasy over Rams. So I hope likely. Uh, Gets zero. I can live with that. You live with it. I don't. I hope can. He gets zero. It, I if, hope if, he... if it means if it means the Rams win the game, uh, he can get minus three for all I care. I would just say that as long as if he contributes and they still lose, if he can do that, then magic, great, perfect. That's how I. Yep. Yeah. If I got it. Yeah, so. buddy. All right, Mike. Your thoughts on that matchup right now, Mr. Well, Defense? Again, you guys are, are are looking at it from the right perspective. Again, we know what Mark Andrew does. If you have a guy that's faster, you know we got a little bit of suspect speed at some of the backer positions of guys who would have to cover this guy. All you're going to do is run an over route and say, hey, can you catch me going across the field? So. You know, you look for Lamar Jackson, play action, roll out to his right, runner pass. That kind of play can open things wide open because you have to respect the ability for Lamar to take off and and go pick up a lot of yards. And if you come out that zone or even, man, you got to come off your guy just enough to, you know, acknowledge Lamar, make him throw it or whatever. You know, I don't know what they're their strategy would be, hey, I know in the past, like, we're going to try to make him stay in the pocket. Uh, Okay. And then, again, it depends what Lamar shows up. Is he going to be the guy who's 
dynamic as we know him to be? Or will he try to like, yeah, I'm going to just try to force myself to be in the pocket and where we can actually, you know, cause a few problems. But overall, yeah, when you got a tight end who can run like him, that pulls a problem for anybody in the secondary as well. Definitely linebackers, but that's going to pose a, a matchup problem across the board. So, again, I'm I'm going back to Tommy's thing. We have to really keep our offense on the field a little bit more on this weekend uh, if we have any chance of, of trying to do something because the Raven defense, if you just allow them to feed off of three and outs, man, they're going to be fresh all game and they'll be coming all game like that. So, uh, again, hopefully we will put some effort into making the run, letting the line feed a little bit more, get that confidence boost, uh, what, what can be done if they allow it, and then go from there. But I don't know. I just feel like John McVay always gets into one of these maybe reading too much of the the articles and he's he seems like sometimes he gets into a, I'm going to prove them you know I'm the guru and it seems like that gets him in trouble thoughts man this is one of those games that you you can't overthink it because all you're going up against is some dogs so all we need to do is be some dogs you know, you got to match that intensity. These guys like to fight, man. They're like, like the Niners. It. They're like yeah, the yeah. Niners. And yeah. you got to bring that intensity. They're, they're going to run downhill on you. They're going to do some RPO stuff. Nothing fancy. They're going to play tough defense. It, they're, they're old school football. The Baltimore Ravens and the, and the 49ers are like watching throwback football. And we're going to get to watch those two play each other. Me and Derek talked about this earlier on Christmas night. The, the world is going to get, on Christmas night, the Ravens at the 49ers. I mean, how great is that for all of us to get to watch that that game? That's going to be a dogfight. But you're going to watch some 1980s football on Christmas night, and, and that's what we need to bring this Sunday if we want to win this game. It's some old-school toughness, right, Mike? Oh, there's no doubt about it. No doubt about it, and so... Again, are we going to be, you know, the L.A. Beach Boys or are we going to be, hey, we get down and gritty as we need to as well. So uh, but I think anybody who plays Baltimore know that's what they're going to have to bring if they have any hope of not just getting, you know, murked out there, as the young folks would say. I, I view this game in, in a certain I guess in a certain lens about them because the Ravens are are very good. But they're a frustrating team to watch on the other end because you know how good they can be, and yet how do they lose at home to Cleveland the way they did? Early in the year, how did they lose to Indianapolis the way they did? They're, you know, no offense, with Cleveland being as beat up as they are, there's no, they had no business losing that game. The Arizona game, the Arizona had no business being in that game. Tennessee gave them some problems early in the year. They, they really had no business. The, the Chargers, they go, they go to L.A. and beat the Chargers 20-10. A, a Chargers team right now that's just not, they're just not there. They, they, this should, this should, these games should have been destructions. And yet, in the NFL, I know anything can happen, but there is a certain level of inconsistency. And that, inconsistency, and that does give me some hope that the Rams can give them problems. Don't get me wrong. 
that inconsistent. Then they, you go back and you see, I mean, I, I watched that Detroit game and it was just as dominant as the score was. The Seattle game was just as dominant as the score was. So Baltimore is a team that they, I don't think they've put it all together yet. They've shown these moments where they look together and they're all, and they dominate and they've had some moments that as a team, they have been, well, let me say that they, pl- they played down to an opponent. It's either that I, I was listening to you say that it's either your theory or it's that they're not that special. And what I mean by that is, is, is the players carrying the coaches because the offense and defense that they're running is nothing fancy. They're not out there doing what the Dolphins are doing or none of this trickery or anything. They're just, they're basically showing up to the field and staring across and saying, I'm bigger, stronger, and faster than you. What you going to do about it? That's it. I, they're out there just bullying people. And I think that because of that, you're able to say, well, their game plan isn't so tricky. So all we got to do is a couple of things and we can hang with these guys and possibly win. I'm kind of seeing that a little bit too. So there, I think it's a little bit of both. You know, I don't think they're doing anything special, but in, which means they're still getting W's. Like they won by ten against the Chargers. Should they have blown them out? Yes. Maybe. Yes. You know, if they were, if they had a better offensive coordinator that was more creative, maybe that score would have been you know thirty five to ten. Who knows? But they're not really doing anything special. They just have a lot of talent, and it seems like the talent is out there getting the play call and then they're just doing what they do. So maybe they're that maybe that roster's carrying that coaching staff too. Who knows? Might Could be any one of those variables. Jump in. You got the NFL player experience. Oh man, I'm just I'm I'm just enjoying I'm just enjoying the commentary because you know ultimately what Tommy's coming down to you know, all of us who have watched and played the game, it's ultimately, are you going to be able to put your will, force your will on the other guy individually and collectively? If you're able to do that more times than not, you have a great chance of winning. You know, again, just again, you never want to live on the past, good or bad. But I, I just feel that with Baltimore, because they have this ability to be great and dynamic, sometimes they kind of get into this cruise control mode. And so when they do that, I'm going to say defensively, you're going to have to capitalize on that. Uh, Yeah, number 34, that dude is fast. Uh, And so you got to understand that, you know, again, this game is a game of inches, a game of all kinds of things. But ultimately, can you force your will on the other guy and make him give? Uh, but Baltimore is not really a team that you really can do that with. They're going to do that to you more times than not. But we've seen, like you said, you you lose to a Cleveland team. You, to me, I think you should have put up a lot more points against uh the bolts, but again, certain matchup and certain teams, for whatever reason, cause a certain problems. But again, I, I'm just looking at. I, I just know going to Baltimore, tough environment. Uh, depending on what the weather is, that could play a role. Uh, all the people are saying, yeah, this team may be one of the best in the league right now. So 
all those things are working in their favor, but because of the NFL and it's because you're playing other people like you, you got a chance to maybe come away with something special. And, you know, to your point, Derek, you know, you talked a lot in the past. Well, you know, the young guys seem to be, you know, improving kind of week in and week out, so to speak. But again, it's not like Puka's not banged up. It's not like uh, Cooper Cup is still trying to kind of get some things going. Uh, Again, we don't know which John McVay is going to show up. But again, at the end of the day, it's a game. Everybody can has a chance to get out there and win it, no matter how slim. I just looked up the weather since you guys brought it up. Ooh, 95% chance of rain as of right now. And, oh. 60, and 63 degrees is the high for the day. So, Oh, it's going to be. <laughs> We're going to get dirty. Sean, yeah. you better not get cute. Not there ain't no cute, cute in this game. You better get ready for a fight. Yeah, it's going yeah, to be in the rain. trenches. So it's supposed to rain. And that, and that does bring back the, the, to the original conversation was the Rams offensive line and how much they, well, just how good they looked. And I was actually on a, a Browns podcast on Friday night last week. And the one of the points I brought up was that this, this offensive line, they, they've kept Stafford pretty clean, but he's in pressure a lot. Like they've been able, able to prevent the sack, but we've seen him running for his life a lot. And they tend to not get a whole lot of, a push up front in the running game. And then they came out there and had one of their best performances of the year. And I just want to see them keep doing that. This has been basically an okay offensive line, still better than last year, by the way. So an okay offensive line, better than last year. And yet for them to really hold that front seven for Cleveland up is something to hang your hat on. It really is. I am looking forward to seeing how they perform in this high-pressure game, because for the Rams, every game at this point forward is a playoff game. Tell me I'm wrong. They, they can't afford many snafus because teams like the Packers have the easy way in with their schedule. The Rams' schedule, not that much harder, but there's two, two teams on that schedule, the Ravens and the Niners, that are a problem, that are serious problems. They need yeah, these games. Yeah, and we know... We know the Niners aren't laying down. Remember we talked about that? Oh, maybe the Niners might, you know, be in a position where they could lay down in the last week of the season. No, I don't see that, especially after watching them play the Eagles. And they could have pulled Purdy. They were up big, and they kept him in there. And they they were up 30, you know, 30-whatever to something, and they put their foot on their throats, left Purdy in the game, and got up 42 they are not. They are fighting for that one seed. They want the Super Bowl to go through Santa Clara, dude. So they are not laying down the last week of the season. Not going to happen. So, like we talked about before the the um the Raven or the Browns game, remember Derek? We went over the schedule and we said four and two is doable. Losing to the Ravens and 49ers. if we could pull that off, that puts us at nine, correct? Yeah, it'll put us at nine wins. Okay. Um. Nine wins might get you on the outside looking in, especially seeing how well the Packers are playing right now. But we're fighting with someone else too, right? Vikings, kind of, right? Vikings, yeah, but the, it, but the Packers are it. The Packers have this crazy easy easy schedule the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Because the basically between us, 
the Vikings, the Packers, and the Seahawks were fighting for the seventh ish seed, right? Some of that. Yeah. 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 It's not going to be easy, dude. No matter how well we play, we need other teams to help us too. So the, the road to the playoffs is not easy. It would have been like we talked about earlier before we got on the air. If the Rams would have played better early in the season and not lose boneheaded games like they did to the Bengals on Monday Night Football. Um, tomorrow or Sunday's loss, if we lose to the Ravens, wouldn't be so such a big deal. Um, that's why it's turned this Ravens game into a must-win type situation because of the early season. You know, if we beat the Steelers and the Bengals earlier this season, which we should have won both those games, we wouldn't. Even, this wouldn't even matter. We'd be like, okay, we're going to lose the Ravens. All right, let's move on to the week after that. But because of those boneheaded losses, we're in trouble. All right. We shouldn't have to be relying on this game. We should be able because you're going to take L's. We all know we're going to take L's somewhere. Nobody's going, you know, 17 and 0. So you got to pick and choose your spots. And this was a spot, you know, preseason where I looked at the schedule and go, that's an L, you know. But let's see if we can get it done, dude. Stranger things have happened. You're right. Stranger things have happened. All right, guys. Let's do let's, one more. One more. Journey around the circle here. Closing thoughts. Going to Mike first. Here we go. Uh, again, my, my final thoughts are pretty simple. Again, you're going to have to bring a big dog to meet the big dog. You know, back in the day, uh, you know, I'm forced. Well, let's just leave that. You're going to have to bring the fight to these guys, and you're going to have to be ready to do it for four quarters. Uh, with the weather being a factor, Obviously, this thing has got to get done in them trenches. So we'll see uh, what our old line is ready to do, uh, given the opportunity. And I think we'll know pretty early on what type of day it's going to be. Tommy, how about you? Well, I'm going to shift gears a little bit. Uh, full disclosure, about a month ago, uh, my wife asked me uh, which Sunday, because, you know, got to you know do family time. So she's like, what Sunday? Out of these handful of Sundays, can you, you know, can I pull you away from the TV and we take our son to go to Camp Bluey? Um, I don't a lot of I don't know if people know the cartoon Bluey from Disney. It's an Australian cartoon. It's pretty great. But they're doing like a Camp Bluey thing and like near Beverly Hills. And we signed him up for that. And he's going with one of his friends. So I looked at the schedule and I was like, I guess that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> because I saw the schedule, I was like, well, we're probably going to take it L anyway. I don't really need to watch that embarrassing game. Um, you know, I'm always going to be honest with you guys. It is what it is. I'm going to go hang out with my kid and record the game and watch tape later. And I won't be on the post game show either because I'll be hanging out with the boy. But uh, stuff, man. doing the good Lord's work, putting my son's happiness before mine. That's what go. a good father does, right? That's what he does. Yes, sir. <laughs> DC, how about you, my man? All right. Well, I'll just say this. The Rams have a shot. And it's not the whole, so you think there's a chance in response to a million odds. <laughs> I, think, I, I do think it's higher than that. I think they have a very real chance to go down to Baltimore and at least give them problems, especially the rain. Rainy games will make things a little more one-dimensional. You're not going to see a whole lot of you know hot, hardcore shots deep. You're not going to see a lot of it's of all these crazy things out there. So these games tend to be 
tend to be ugly. They tend to be, they tend to be, you know, closer in some respects. Just don't put it past the Rams to focus it on that running game. That's what I'm hoping they do in terms of just hammer these guys. They know their formula. They know their formula. Run the football, run the football, run the football. They play outside that sometimes. They did okay against Cleveland doing that. But at the root of it, if you want to stop Lamar Jackson, the number one way to do it is to keep him off the field. You have to control the line. If they can control the line, they had a shot. Not a great shot because Baltimore is that good, but they got a shot. And I'm cool with that. Two months ago, looking at the schedule and seeing Baltimore there, you're like, yeah, that's, a, that's an L. It's not a given. It's not a given now. They're playing well. They are in position to potentially make the playoffs. And let's see if that offensive line can hold. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. This game is winnable if you coach the game the way it needs to be coached against this specific opponent, you can win this game. That's exactly what we need. The coaching and toughness will be the keys to this game. Pay attention. We can win. I'm not picking us to win, but we can. I just we need them to do keep it simple, right? Keep it simple. Keep it gotta, simple. Gotta out scheme them. Gotta out coach them. Again, Baltimore always comes in ready. Um, so there we go. All right, guys, follow us on Twitter at TalkRams. Follow me at 1Do23. Not me. Gee, that's, that's Mike. Mike's at 1Do23. Follow me at DC Paul and follow Tommy at RamTommyNLA. Please, if you've got questions at all you, on the post game, you've got questions you want us to address or on the midweek, email us at RamsTalk1945, and we'll shout you out in the podcast, and we'll answer your questions as long as it's a fair question. If you're, you know, if you're being a dummy, then... We don't deal with dummies. We just deal with people who care about the game and know what they're talking about, right? So I'm, I'm going to say it straight because that's how it is. Tons of questions. We'd love to answer. Fair deal, guys? That sound good to you? Yes, sir. Sounds good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Till next time, we're out of here. Have a great one. We're out of here.